ShareCare, helping you find experts, the top minds in health and medicine. It's ShareCare Radio with Dr. Daria Long-Gillespie on RadioMD.com. Hi, welcome back. It's Dr. Daria. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today, we have our monthly segment, one of my favorite ones, and we are myth-busting some of the latest health news with Dr. Mike Roizen. Now, Dr. Mike is co-creator of the Real Age Test. He's also the chief wellness officer at the Cleveland Clinic, and he has his own radio show right here on Radio MD, Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And, of course, he's author of many books, including the latest, This Is Your Do-Over. Dr. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. My privilege. Thank you. Our first myth I want to dive into, it's lunchtime. A lot of us are trying to be healthy. We're getting a wrap. You are saying that that is not the smartest choice, right? Well, wraps, the problem with wraps isn't that wraps are bad, but that a lot of the things in the usual wrap folder, which sometimes tastes like cardboard, obviously, (laughs) but that they actually have, um, many of them have simple if you will, flour in them Mm -hmm. or wheat that quickly converts to sugar. And Mm -hmm. some of them, even though they say no hydrogenated or no trans fat, have trans fat or hydrogenated oils in them. Really? So the problem is, and since they're obviously less tasty Mm -hmm. than, if you will, the traditional um, two slices of bread that go on a sandwich or even less and less tasty than if you use kale or lettuce as a wrap mm-hmm. surrounder. So, mm-hmm. in fact, whatever the the fact that wraps have a lot of calories often mm-hmm. and don't taste as good and have bad ingredients that convert to sugar and hydrogenated oil, the message is this is a myth. Wraps oh, yeah. are not a better choice than if you will, whole grain bread for your sandwich. So you're trying to be healthier, maybe having something you don't like as much, and it isn't as good for you when it comes to wraps. That's exactly correct. Okay. So you say instead get a couple of slices, you're better off with a couple of slices of true whole wheat bread, or like you mentioned, wrapping it in something non-bread entirely like kale or lettuce. Perfect. All right. Good to know. I didn't need a wrap today, but that's because I cheated and I knew we were talking about this today. So, but everyone going forward. Now, another topic of nutrition we've had lately that we've all been discussing is the latest dietary guidelines. So I want to talk to you about that. I mean, are you saying we can eat steak now? Because one of the things is they've lifted the fat cap. Well, they lifted the healthy fat cap and they said it's okay to eat fat, but they said saturated fat less than 10% of your daily calories. So if you have 2,000 calories in a day, that's 200 from fat, which at nine calories a piece means 22 fat gram, if you mm-hmm. will, fat mm-hmm. grams. Of, and what is that in terms fat. of ounces or a, a piece well, of steak? Well, so yeah, the average uh, steak will, the average steak will have more than that, will have about six ounces of uh, fat per um, serving, per ounce, mm-hmm. six grams of six fat, fat per ounce. Um, so you'll get you'll get more than one the full day in one steak. If so you one will. four ounce steak, which is a pretty small steak, you've already gone over your daily limit of saturated fat. Right. So this is a reasonable limit. It's not to say let's have all the fat in the world, mm-hmm. but it is to say get your saturated fat with your healthy fat. 
So mm -hmm. olive oil has some saturated fat in it, so you can get some of your uh, saturated fat with olive oil. Mm -hmm. And so do walnuts. The healthiest of the nuts even has some saturated fat with it, even though it's got a lot of omega-3 fat. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you use that saturated fat, 22, if you will, grams that you get allocated in a day to having it with the healthy fat, not to have um, anything else. Now, one thing I do disagree, mm -hmm. they said eggs are fine. No, egg yolks are not fine because they contain lecithin and choline. Mm -hmm. which change the bacteria inside your gut to produce inflammatory substances known as trimethylamine mm -hmm. or butylbutane. Not important to know the names other than they cause inflammation in you, which leads to arterial aging, leads to kidney disease, leads to even brain rot. So, so what that's... you don't want is to have um, red meat or pork, mm -hmm. which is red meat, or egg yolks at all. That's interesting because I've heard in the past that maybe one egg yolk here there would be good because of the vitamins and the protein. But you're saying no, stay clear of them. Yes, now they're and if you if you they do have the the benefit of an egg yolk is it does have great nutrition other mm -hmm. than the lecithin and choline. Mm -hmm. So you do need to get great nutrition. Nuts are a great way, and um, that don't have lecithin and choline to a large degree, okay. as well as uh, a multivitamin works perfectly. Okay, so you can get that nutrition elsewhere. And you said that they lifted the cap on good fats? Um, right, and that's a good thing because you want healthy fats. So I look at them as odd omegas, omega-3, which is the DHA and fish oil and flaxseed and avocados. So get your saturated fat with your omega-3 with the avocado or with walnuts mm -hmm. or with the flaxseed or chia seeds mm -hmm. um, or even uh, a, a lot of quinoa actually has some in it as well. Um, okay. And omega-9, another odd omega is extra virgin olive oil is a healthy fat. So that and canola oil, which is another omega-3, are fine for you. And they lifted that cap. So okay. that's great. Perfect. And we can make something pretty delicious with all of those things you just, you mentioned there. All right. So moving on from the dietary guidelines. And ShareCare has a lot of recipes that have those in them. We do. You're right. Go to sharecare.com for all of our listeners, and you can find all of these recipes and how to use these and make yourself something delicious and very simple. So moving from that on to another separate issue – but relate at the same time, and that's childhood obesity. Talk to us about what are some of the major factors that we're seeing in that. Well, clearly diet and exercise are major factors. Mm -hmm. But if you look at, they looked at the exposure in this study that came out this week to secondhand smoke on obesity among 6 to 19-year-olds mm -hmm. who were in the National Health and Nutrition Study, which is the huge study that we, um, that the CDC, I say we meaning the U.S. government gets from all of us. They do surveys in about mm -hmm. 100,000, between 50 and 100,000 of us every three to four years. And what they found is looking at um, the uh, cotinine levels in the child and mm -hmm. then looked at the prevalence of obesity, mm -hmm. they found that there was a much greater incident of obesity in those children who had cotinine levels above the level of detection. Really? Indicating 
that the child, the childhood obesity, you've also got to re- reduce secondhand as well mm-hmm. as primary smoke exposure. Now, that's so for all of our listeners, cotinine is a, a, a metabolite that you can measure and detect exposure to type of tobacco smoking. Dr. Mike, does that mean that children who have higher levels of exposure to smoke also are more exposed to things that could make them obese? Or do you think that the smoking exposure actually can trigger obesity? Um, Well, they hypothesize in this that secondhand smoke during pregnancy, if you will, and in the years afterwards, Mm -hmm. makes you say, well, I'm going to be born thin, if you will. Mm -hmm. That is one of the things that happens is you have less... 30 seconds, Dr. Mike. You gain less weight at that time, Mm -hmm. and so you try and compensate by getting more hungry and eating more as time goes on. Wow. So another factor in the drive, the battle against childhood obesity is reducing smoke exposure as a real risk factor. Dr. Mike, that I did not know at all. Thank you so much. I love these segments. They're also always so educational for me and I hope for our listeners as well. Remember everyone, you can catch more from Dr. Mike Saturdays here on Radio MD from 3 to 5 p.m. You can also follow him on Twitter. He's at Dr. Mike Roizen and check out his book, This Is Your Do-Over. Follow me on Twitter at Dr. Daria and remember you're listening to Share Care Radio on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.